What's up and welcome back to episode 5 of Something's Brewing Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Sullivan, alongside my other host, Nick Melanson. We are without our third host, Zach Sullivan, tonight. He's on dad duties. He... Going to watch his kid, you know. Hey, dad duties come, dad duties come. Um, dad duties always come first. Yeah, dad duties come first. When when the baby calls, you gotta go. There, you, you cannot ignore a child. So that's right. Zach is stuck with his kid. Um, I would like to remind everybody we are in partnership with Black and Gold Productions LLC. You can follow them at BNG Productions on Twitter. You can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. And you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson with an underscore at the end. That's right. Don't forget it. <laughs> you can't forget that. Otherwise, you will not find him. So <laughs> I, uh, I've been doing this thing on Twitter. Um these past couple of days where I, I, uh, there's so as, as it stands today, there's 48 days until Bruins hockey is back. So until I've been posting drop, these baby. until puck drop, official regular season, but right. I've been posting these videos on Twitter of each player, you know, who represents who wore that number. So I posted one of 49, right? 49. I picked rich Peverly and all I did was pick up, a highlight of him scoring and I think it was game three or game four of uh, the Stanley Cup finals in 2011. And for some reason that tweet just popped off for no, like of rich pepper. Really? It popped off. I'm continuing to get notifications as we speak. Honestly, it was, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even know Rich Peverly. I loved him. I didn't know he had any highlights. I figured it would just be like, like a you know, big defensive face-off zone win or something like that. <laughs> I didn't know he scoring. He's scoring. Yeah, like just a well, finesse face-off guy. Give me, give me the stats of the tweet. I got 14 replies, six retweets, 97 favorites, and one of the retweets is from Shakuri Writes that. Um, the big Twitter guy, the big Bruins Twitter guy, he's been in like Bruins right. commercials and stuff like that. Yeah, so that definitely helped boost it. But I was yeah. just kind of only reason I I say it is because I'm like out of all the guys I've posted so far, like Rich Peverly is the the highlight that got the most yeah. likes. I don't get well, it. You're gonna have you're gonna have a, a, a busy few days because what 49's Peverly was 48. Was that Bartkowski? Did I see you do that today? I was no, I actually I almost did Bartkowski, but um. I did Matt Grizzly instead. Oh, okay. Tomorrow yeah, we yeah. got Crew. We got Krejci. Yep. 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 So the next two are set. Number 45. There's a couple of guys I could pick from from 45. You know, remember when Lucic came up as a rookie? What number was he wearing? It was something weird. I think it was 62. It was something in the 60s. I wanted to say 63. Oh, it was 62. What a re- I, I, was know, it 62? I always wonder. Yeah. How does my brain... <gasps> I always. Why does my brain remember these things? (laughs) (laughs) Like when 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 players come up, like when rookie players come up, like what's the process of selecting a number across all sports? Because some of these guys come up and they just have stupid numbers, like sixty two. Who wears sixty two? It's like I bet you it's that old like mantra, like oh young Skippy, you gotta earn your number. Like throw whatever number on the back of my sweater. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just give me a number. Like just that's so it's so true though. Like I know Trevor Zegers just switched his number. He he was originally forty six and he went to eleven, which is weird because I I don't know what it was, but I feel like forty six kind of like fit Trevor Zegers pretty well. Like eleven eleven's weird. Eleven is a weird number. I never liked 11, especially I've always felt like um, 
I know he's not a big guy, not to switch sports, but like Devers wearing number 11, like big guys and skinny numbers, big guys yeah. and single digits never worked for me. I like 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 17, like Luke yeah. big guy. That's a good number for a player like that. You know what number I wish? I mean, obviously it's retired for a good reason, but a number that I love that I wish wasn't retired yeah. is 77. I think that number looks oh, so sick. Yeah. It does Double sevens. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, it is retired for good reason, but I mean, if you could, okay. If you could pick one guy on the Bruins right now to wear a number 77, who would it be? Because Pasta's got 88. I mean, I'm, that's pretty sick. <sighs> like, who fits the number 77? Ooh. I'm giving Actually, back for, for two reasons. Because 77 is a big number, right? And a, and a big number, she want a big guy. He's not tall, but he's wide and he plays bigger than he is. Also, the whole defensive aspect, I mean, he's not Ray Bork, but he's the best right. defenseman they have. He's the best defenseman they've had in a while. And you can I mean, give him. Uh, he is a bona fide stallion. He is. According to Jack, Jack Edwards. Edwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I won't say I won't say right now who 45 is going to be. I mean, the, the, the people wearing 45, I, I, I don't know if there's going to be any highlights of these people. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till you get to day 38 and you throw a Jordan Quran up there. Oh, the, you mean the greatest draft pick? Oh my is God. Is that 38? what number? Did he wear 38? He yeah, 38. 38. 38 doesn't really have anybody either. I, some of these days are going to be real tough. I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you 45 right now. For Mike Sullivan. For, for, yeah. 45 might have to be like either Mark Stewart or Joe Morrow. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's only those two who are like, yeah. You'd have to go, you'd have to go Mark Stewart with that one. That's what I'm thinking too. I can't pick Joe Morrow. You didn't do anything. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but um, I can't wait for 17 to come because I'm going to post Milan Lucci highlights. Like I already have the video that I know I'm going to use. It's so sick. But um, speaking Wait, of Lucci. Can, can I guess which one it is? Yeah, yeah. Is it is it the one when he uh, hit hit the guy through the glass, the guy from the Maple Leafs? It's like a little compilation video, but that, that hit is in the video, so you're kind of oh, right. Okay, okay. Dude, that hit. Can we go? All right, we're going to time warp really quick. <laughs> if you go back and like watch that highlight, there it was at a time where the Bruins were like struggling, right? Kind of, I'm kind of like maybe what we're going to be seeing in a couple of years, but um, if you watch the highlight video, it's like he hits him through the glass and there's like, maybe like only nine or 10 people in the row. Like the, <laughs> like the, the, the garden is just not packed at all. It's crazy to see. But that hit is insane. I'm pretty sure that like almost it basically ended Mike Van Ryan's career. Um, mm. Cause if you watch the video, when Lucic hit him through the glass, he's like kind of hunched over in the stands now. And this big chunk of glass just comes down and like slams him <laughs> oh, on the head. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> and you insane. know, you never you never like to see a guy's career get ended. And I don't what did you say that 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 ruined that derailed his career after that? But you yeah. know, it's something to be said where you know you look at I mean just thinking of players we've seen recently whose whose careers have been derailed by big hits. Obviously Mark Sarra, Mark Savar, the cheap hit by Matt Cook. You can think of Nathan Horton getting blindsided against the Canucks. I mean Milan Lucic is just 
he just hit the guy really freaking hard. Yeah, it wasn't it even was blindsided. He yeah. just hit the guy really hard, hard enough to shatter the glass. Dude. That guy had so much raw power. It's insane. So and dude. and there was nothing like I remember like like my dad could be in the kitchen, my mom's upstairs, I'm watching the game, Lucci <laughs> drops the mitts. And you're like, fight, Lucic, fight, fight. And like, everybody <laughs> just comes running into the room. Yeah. Beat the shit out of people. I think I read, I remember he was a boxer when he was younger, when he was growing up. So it's like, was he? He, he was a boxer. No so way. How many, how many hockey players do you know that play the enforcer role the way that Lucic did? Although he did a hell of a lot more than just play the enforcer role. That could, we're also a legitimate boxer who could just beat the shit out of you. Dude, it's funny you say that. It's funny you said that because the only other person that I could think of who I know in the NHL took boxing lessons like on the regular was another Bruin and that was Sean Thornton. Like, and both of those guys could throw. Both of those guys could throw. But like, talking about Lucic and like how much, like, legitimate raw power that he had in his first maybe like six or seven years in the league like he was i would honestly say he was better than tom wilson better than ryan reeves stronger than both of them like if you go back and really watch some of his highlights like you'll see him just like people will go to hit him and they literally just like bounce off of him it's insane yeah i mean honestly you know there are there are a lot more talented players in the Bruins lineup, especially, but across the league, you know, back when Lucic was at the peak of his powers here in Boston. But the amount of fear that that guy would put into opponents, because like you just said, he will steamroll anybody on your team, even the puck on his stick. He People are climbing on him like a, like a jungle gym, and he'll just throw you off his back. He'll go hard in the corners and just crush your defenders into the boards. He'll drop the mitts and beat your, your best players face in. And on top of that, he can get you 30 goals. Like the yeah. guy, you know, he's not, he's not, you know, a, a, a superstar. He never was, but talk about a well-rounded player and thinking about other teams, you know, lining up, you know, against him in the dot thinking, oh crap, you know, this guy could, could put a, a, a puck behind our goalie or he could just <laughs> destroy me against the glass or he can beat my face off. So Dude, I'm salute each on the Bruins. I, oh my, I'm telling you, I know he is not the same player that he used to be at all. I know that the game is so fast and he is so damn slow dude he is like if they if so the nhl all-star game has obviously that competition for fastest skater if they had a slowest skater competition i he would be competing in it like and he would probably be the front runner honestly but like i mean in when he was in boston um you know he was putting up like at least like if he played a you know at least if he played at least 60 games he was getting at least 40 points like his his best season of his career and it so happened to be in Boston as well obviously was that 2010 2011 season he had a career high 30 goals um he had 32 assists totaled 62 points and then he followed up that year with 26 goals 35 assists 61 points but 
you know, obviously in that 2014-2015 offseason, we shipped him off to LA. And ever since then, his career has kind of tailed off. Those first two years, that, that year that he spent in LA, he still had a 55-point season, put up 20 goals. And then he went to Edmonton, he had 50 points. Um, and then that's where it kind of took a downturn. In 2017-2018, he put up 34, he was a minus 12. And then 2018-2019, 20 points, 6 goals. 2019, 2020, 20 points, eight goals, 2020, 2021, 23 points. And then 2021, 2022, last season, he had 21 points. And uh, he has not, he did play a full 82, but he has not been a, um, he has not been a, a positive plus minus player since 2016 with LA. Yeah. So that, that's, I think that's, uh, I think that signifies where the game kind of passed him. He, the, everyone's too quick for him. Like you, yeah. if, and this is honestly, we already kind of naturally transitioned into this. And I know so many people are, this is such a polarizing topic right now. And I don't even know how accurate of, uh, of a uh, possibility it really is. Cause he is making, I believe like, Oh, it's either five and a half. No, I think it's five and a half or six. He's making uh, six. You got six million dollar. Wait, what year is it? 2021, 22? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Six six million dollar cap hit. Yeah. So he's a six million dollar cap hit. We're a team that's already over the cap and we need to shed money. Calgary's probably not going to want to eat the majority of that contract unless we send them somebody really well. And I don't think we do that. But if if there's some way that Don Sweeney can get Milan Lucic back over to Boston in, in a deal that isn't too um, handcuffing to Boston, I say do it. I say do it. I honest to God, I say do it. Put him on what? the fourth line. Are you saying? Are you saying do it because it'd be fun? It's a feel good story. Or are you saying do it because it's making this team better? Because I don't know if I don't. I don't think adding Lucic makes his team better. I mean, you just said he's. It looks like he's lost a step. He's slower. The league is changing. And how many episodes now? We're on episode five. How many times we've we been saying that this Bruins team is always slow to the curve? Literally, they need to get faster. They need to upgrade speed at winger. They need to get deeper at center. And I don't know if, if adding Lucic, even if he stays on your fourth line with a player that he is today, I don't know if it fits in with the modern NHL. So I feel like you also just mentioned it too. If you were to get him from Calgary, they're not going to want to eat that cap. And you're not going to want to trade a draft pick or a young player just to get Lucic back. And on top of that, you got to find a way to fit him into this cap because the Bruins don't have $6 million to spend. So he'd have to shed some cap going back. And even like I think of – of uh, like Felino, for example, I know we always talk about moving Felino. Do you know how many years off the top of your head he has left in his contract? I think I think this is his last year. Do you know how many years Mike Riley has left in his contract? Probably two or three. Okay, because Lucic still has two years making six six million dollar cap hit. I would not do that because you're thinking you still have to sign. 
I mean, this is again, this is all hypothetical. But if you still have to worry about signing pasta down the road, you know, when Brad Marchand comes up again, I don't know how many years he has left, but we're talking about how we can fit this team under the cap, and you're going to take on a guy who's making six million dollars a year. I don't know. I just I would love to see Lucic back because I think. You know, him and Krejci and Bergeron were getting the band back together, but it doesn't make this team better. And at the end of the day, you're going for, you know, you're, you're trying to put the best team out on the ice, not the best storyline. So Yeah. No, I mean, adding Lucic to the team makes absolutely no sense money-wise. <laughs> but I'm – okay. Maybe I'm not in love with the idea – of bringing Lucic back. Okay, I'll, I'll say that. I love the idea that bring getting the band back together, having Lucic back on the ice in black and gold kind of gives me the tickles. I love I, – <laughs> I don't know. Like, obviously, it's not smart. Obviously, it's not smart. But, like – He's kind of what this team is missing in a way as well because we don't have anybody that can really play that physical role. And and in today's NHL, it's all about speed. It's all about skill. It's all about finesse, none of which Lucic has. Um, <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but there's still a role there. You need to be somewhat physical. Every team has at least one semi-physical guy. I mean, Pat Maroon, Tom Wilson, Ryan Reeves, guys like that. And by the way, all those guys are on good teams. Ryan Reeves is on New York, New York Rangers. Uh, Tom Wilson's on the Capitals. Um, Pat Maroon, Tampa. Like, all three of those teams are good teams. We, Our guy right now is probably Trent Frederick, who is, I think, swinging above, you know, <sighs> He's, that's not his, like it's supposed to be his role, but he's not that guy. Like he's just not. I, he's he's not big enough. He's not. He's honestly kind of a liability a little bit. Like he he doesn't have any offensive skill either. Like he's just kind of out there trying to hit people. My goodness, you know these people have families. They're just destroying their hockey. I, I mean, but I'm just being honest though. Yeah, no, and, you're, you're not wrong. Right. So we're maybe Lucic is not the right option, but just the thought of having him back here would be so incredible. Like it would, it would, and and that would be fun hearing Jack Edwards. You know, it would Lucic be fun chugging up the ice again. It would be a lot of fun. It I don't would, know if he would problem, even say chugging up the ice anymore. Slugging, yeah, <laughs> slugging, maybe. The problem with comparing the Lucic to to Pat Maroon and Reeves and who else you say Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. Is, their contracts in blue cheese, you can't pay a guy. And again, if the Bruins, if the only way that the Bruins can get him from Calgary is if Calgary eats a lot of that money, but assuming that they don't say they eat half of it, are you going to want to pay a, a fourth liner $3 million? Who's who you just said, doesn't have speed, doesn't have skill, doesn't have finesse. The only thing that he's out there for is to bring some grit to this team. And for the, I love lines. grit. I do. I, I love grit too, but I just, it, 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 it would make more sense. I feel like if, if there was some sort of plan or if there was some clear cut place where the, for the Bruins to fit him, but I don't know. And you think if, if they, if they sign a guy or if they get a guy like Lucic, does that mean that it's, it's harder for Lysel to come here? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think they would still, if it was Lysel's time or whoever they have up next to take a spot in the wing, they would take it. But 
I don't know. I just I just don't see how adding Lucic makes this team better. And I think that that's the whole point of what your job is as a GM is to put the best team out on the ice as possible. And I don't think that Lucic would contribute to that. I don't even think it's a, I don't even think it's a step back. I think it's a sidestep. And you're getting you know you're gaining his cap in the process. I just I just don't think that would be the right move. Mm, no, I honestly, if I'm looking at this from a pure analytical standpoint, it's it's a hard pass from a fan perspective. I would love it. The twelve year old in me. Seeing 17 back on the ice, I would love it. But analytically, makes absolutely no sense. Salary cap-wise, that makes absolutely no sense. And it's, I mean, what would you even have to give up to get him? Like, That's it. it that's it. And that's where it, it gets weird. Because right. if you're getting his salary, you don't have to give up a lot. I'm sure right. Calgary would, would love to shed his salary. But the Bruins can't take his salary. So they're going to have to have Calgary eat some of his salary. And the more salary they eat, the higher draft pick you got to give up, the higher uh, – I mean, I know they have no prospects as it is, but the, the, your depleted prospect pool, now you got to pick some more players out of there to send them to Calgary. And you just don't make those moves for guys who are going to be on your fourth line. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like you said, it would be a lot of fun. I would love to see Lucic out there again wearing the black and gold. But unfortunately, this the, the state of this team – and again, this is a team who we just said – they're not Stanley Cup hopeful contenders. They're hopefuls. I mean, they're pro- they're going to be good enough to make it into the playoffs. We're going to hope they can do something when they get there. I mean, if they were a team that was tanking for the number one overall pick, or if there was a team who had, if they were a team who had no shot of making the playoffs, sure, bring Lucic in. Let's sell some tickets. But they're not in that position. They're still a team that's trying to bring this this aging core that decided to come out of retirement to one more Stanley Cup. And adding Lucic, I think, handcuffs your ability to do that. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree. Um, I will say, I think he, I don't think his career is completely over though. I mean, he still has a role on certain teams. Like he did, he made the, you know, he made the second round last year until, you know, Calgary ran into Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and they just got their doors blown off him in five games. But he made it further than the Bruins did. I don't know if that speaks on Calgary. Oh, obviously it speaks on Calgary. It doesn't speak on Lucic. He didn't do anything. He, I'm pretty sure he had, he, I'm, I'm like 95% sure. Yeah. He had, he, in the playoffs this year, he had one point. It was an assist and he was a minus oh three. So I, I, it was Calgary. He was just there. for. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you're right. There's, there's, there's still a role for a player like him. On the Bruins, uh, sorry, not on the Bruins, in the league. And maybe if he comes on the Bruins, we've been saying he's a fourth liner. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's a third liner. Maybe they stick him there. Oh, with, God. Um, yeah, no, maybe not. But, <laughs> you know, he's, he's still a guy who serves a purpose to a team, just not this team, just not the Bruins. Yeah. yeah. there. I think, uh, I mean, that fourth line this year is going to be kind of experimental I think they're going to have Stanika come up and play a lot maybe even we see a little bit of Beecher and who knows maybe maybe late in the season or mid season we'll see a little bit of Lysel too just to see how he stacks up maybe what do you think, what do you think their third and fourth lines are going to be for the majority of the season 
Depends if we trade Craig Smith or not, but as it's with the team as it is, it'll probably be Coyle, Smith, and like oh god. Lucic? Lucic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Charlie Coyle is definitely gonna center it. Craig Smith will be on the right. Maybe uh, I don't want to have Nick Felino in there, but he might have to be. Um, oh, oh, Mark McLaughlin, he'll play a lot. He might be third. He'll probably switch between third and fourth. Um, more he was Oscar, a defenseman. Oscar Steen. No, no, he's a forward. I actually really like Mark McLaughlin. He's the way he plays is really well. He's a great bottom six guy. I think he's pretty underrated. Hopefully we have Wagner play too. I want to see Wagner in the NHL. I don't want to see him in Providence. Mm. But yeah. Maybe now with Montgomery, he'll he'll get a chance back on the fourth line. Maybe. Hopefully. But I think Zaka is going to play top minutes. I think uh, obviously Krejci, Bergeron, Marshawn, (laughs) DeBrusque will be top top six minutes. Uh, Taylor Hall. Thomas Nosek might gets he he'll probably you know play third fourth line too, but that the the third and fourth line are going to be kind of a mismatch mish mishmash how do you say that mishmash is going to be whatever works and they'll kind of figure it out along you know in the preseason and early in the season see what works and then they might mix it up a little bit more as they as we get deeper into the season, um, but. Yeah, I hope. Hopefully, we see a lot of Mark McLaughlin. I I, I don't know why I, I kind of forgot about him, but <laughs> <laughs> but I did. So yeah, hopefully we see a little bit more of him. You know what I was just thinking? I think that since Zach is in here for this episode, we should just talk about how fantastic of a goalie Tuka Rask was yeah. when he was in Boston. <laughs> oh, you you had a tweet. Wait, pull up that tweet where you were com- uh, comparing his oh, numbers. It was Lundqvist, yeah, him, Price, and Lundqvist. Because I, I actually didn't – I've never seen those three goalies' stats kind of like side by side like that. It, it all started because somebody tweeted, um, is is Carey Price a first – they either said, is Carey Price a Hall of Famer or is Carey Price a first ballot Hall of Famer? doesn't matter how you chalk it up. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Like I, and, and, and somebody was like, oh, like I don't know, like – you know, like so and so might have had, it. and then they were comparing him and Henrik Lundqvist as to who was the better goalie, and that is a really good question. Him and Henrik Lundqvist, who was who had a, a better career? That was tough. Wait, and wait, then I was re- wait, wait, time out, time out. Before you go, who would you pick out of those two if you had a, if you were starting a franchise? Who would you pick, Price or Lundqvist? Oh, that's so tough. No, I think I think okay. Is it for, is it am I starting a team or is it for one season? For one season, one season. I'm taking one season. I'm taking Carey Price. Okay. Because I think that he had the best. The year that he won the heart was the best single season I've seen a goalie play in my lifetime. And I know it's you know I'm 23. It's not forever long, but he he was <laughs> the guy for a while. And and you can talk about you know who was the best goalie of a 15 year stretch and you might have, you know, guys interchanging as, as you know, like Pekka Rene could have been that guy for a little bit. Luongo had a really good year. Tuka Rask popped up, but 
Lundqvist and Carey Price were always, 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 always in at least the top four conversation of best goalie in the league. Yeah. If I had to start my team, though, with one or the other, I would take Lundqvist because I think that he was more consistent. I think that he was better for longer and he could stay healthy. And I know that Carey Price had some had some injury issues, but single season, I would take Carey Price. I I would almost go with Lundqvist. For it's so season? hard. Yeah, it's so hard. But Lundqvist is just such a – I mean, talk about two goalies that never won a cup too. Yeah. Two of the best goalies of our generation that never won a I cup. I mean, I'm not I'm not upset that Carey Price didn't win a cup just because the right. team he played for. But Henrik Lundqvist, man, I wanted – when the Rangers were in the, the cup that year, I was yeah. pulling for him. And my heart broke when they didn't win. Yeah, that was – they played L.A., but right? This whole, I think so, yeah, because because Alec Martinez had that electric double overtime goal to uh, win the cup. Yeah, that was that, that might was have been nice one goal, of though. dude. That might be one of the sickest goals I've ever like. It wasn't like a fancy finesse type goal, but just like the the moment that it was in LA was oh, home. I can't even imagine the feeling of winning the Stanley Cup in overtime as as a defenseman as too, a defenseman. On your, on your home rink against one of the greatest goalies of his generation, oh. I that stupid celly that he had when he was throwing his stuff in nah, the was definitely, I loved, definitely worth it. <laughs> I loved that dude. I was gonna say no, that, like how how awesome would that be if he pulled like if he if you score the game winning Stanley Cup winning goal in overtime and you just pull a Yakupov and just skate full <laughs> speed to center ice and slide on your knees and just start yelling that, that would have been better. Wait, you know what the funniest part about that celebration was the Yakupov one, not Martinez? What is that? It was just a regular season. It was no, it was a regular season goal. That, like I, I think it like yeah. put him up like three to one or something like that. And yeah. he went, and he went nuts. And, like people are, his teammates are coming over to congratulate. He's like, get out, like out of the way, get out of the way. Speed to center ice. But anyways, the whole, the whole, like you said, the whole long quiz carry price thing came up because I saw people debating who was the better goalie all time, Carey Price. Or Lundqvist, and people were bringing up numbers as they should because that's it's not baseball. That's a great way to determine you know who's a better goalie if you pull up the career numbers, right? And wouldn't you know, Tuka Rask has a higher save percentage and a lower goals against average than both of them. And he never Although, gets it's, it's crazy. And he never like he gets the shit that Tuka Rask got here. I'm glad we're talking about this again. The yeah. shit that Tuka Rask got from. Boston media from Boston fans for Zach. the amount of time that yeah, for the amount of time that he was here <laughs> is ridiculous. Now I know it took a rest, but I'm just going to go through the numbers from this, from this tweet real quick. Yeah. Carrie price, 712 games, 361, 261 and 79 with a 2.51 goals against average and a 917 save percentage those are hall of fame numbers that's i was gonna say that is so good for a career it, yeah and that's playing for a canadian team that had some really good years but also had some really bad years as well yeah i mean he he was the best him and lundquist were the best two goalies of the last this last generation i don't think yeah. there's much arguing that yeah compare that to henrik lundquist who who played 887 games so a about 150 more games than Carey Price did. Henrik had a 2.43 goals against average and a 918 save percentage. It's almost identical. 
almost identical. His his goals against average is about point point one lower. Yeah, um, with more games, about 150 more games. Yeah. Now the Rangers definitely had more good years than the Canadians did, but those are insane numbers, nonetheless. And he won one Vesna, where Carey Price won a Vesna and a Hart. Yeah. Now, let's yeah, let's hear Tuka Rask. played. Well, it doesn't tell me the total number of games, but he played. He was three hundred eight, <laughs> one sixty five, and sixty six. So that's like five hundred and something games. So you know, about one hundred and seventy less than Carey Price, and about two hundred less than Henrik Lundqvist. In those games, Tuka Rask had a 2.28 career goals against average and a 9.21 save percentage. <laughs> 2.28. You're talking 0. 0.3. 0. 0.3 less than Carey Price. 0. 0.2 less than Henrik Lundqvist. And his save percentage was 4% higher than Carey Price and 3% higher than Henrik Lundqvist. That's, that's Hall of Fame numbers. That's- that is insane. <laughs> Tuka played 564 career games. Dude, those are um, 2.28 goals against average in 500-something career games. Now, to be fair, the Bruins in Tuka Rask's 15 seasons with the Bruins, they were considerably better than the Canadians and the Rangers. But regardless, those numbers are – I can see your face. that You just found something else. What would you find? No, I'm just – I'm really thinking about it. Dude. 2.28 goals against average for your career? Are you yeah. kidding me? That's no, that is that's, that's insane. That's, that is insane. You know what? I want to go look up all time goals yeah. against average leaders. But like legitimately, and and the fact that he has 308 wins in 564 games is also okay. insane. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, can I guess what number one is? Yeah, two point one four. Nope, number one is one point nine two. But I will tell you that the first five players on this list all played over a decade before the Titanic sank. Okay, so, they don't count. Okay, so we're gonna start. <laughs> we're gonna start with number the Titanic. six. Number six, who played? In, you know what? Just. Including the five players that I that I just said, so include them in the top five. Where do you think Tuka Rask is all time? Including them in the top five. Including them, yeah. Um, so if, I'll you, say, if you think that he's the first after that, he would be sixth, for example. Well, I know Tuka's numbers are better than Henrik and Carey, so that eliminates two people who I would have thought is, you know, past him. I'm gonna say Tuka is eight. No. Seven. No. Six. You're going the wrong way. Oh. <laughs> Tuka, Tuka Rask is 12th all-time in goals against average. Damn. Now, Who's ahead of him? Mind, pe- people from one to five, they they played uh, – oh, sorry. They were born in the year 1900 between nine, 18, 1893 and 1904. Uh, so I don't include them, although I will say number five is Tiny Thompson. Okay. okay. I, I count him. The most recent player that we have is number six, Roman Chechmanek, who was born in 1971. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Never heard of him in my life. His last um, game was in 2004. What? I'm – Okay. Uh, I have – I know a ton about hockey and I have – 
I, I feel like I should know who that is, but I, I okay. Don't. He played. Cons- okay, okay. So we're gonna start the list here. Dominic Hasek. Okay. N- number that, eight. Yeah, that career, makes sense. Two point two goals against average. Number nine is Ken yeah. Dryden. Makes 2. sense. Two point two four goals against average. Number ten is Martin Brodor. Yep. Another two point two four goals against average. Number eleven is a guy who was born in nineteen hundred. So we're gonna skip over him. And wouldn't you know who's right there? Tukarask. 2.28. His goals against that. Ben Bishop is 15. Wow. That's goals crazy. Average, he's, he's about 12 above Jonathan Quick, 13 above Pekka Rene, 14 above Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, I mean, there's some Hall of Fame names way underneath Tukarask. And a lot of these players didn't play as long as Tukarask did either. How does I mean, Ben Ben Bishop? Wow, I don't know. That yeah, guy. no, that's that's crazy. I would never, I wouldn't have even put him in like the top yeah. fifty. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well. I oh, mean, wait, hang on. Here's one more. Save percentage. Oh yeah, yeah. You said it was nine twenty one. Take a guess where that ranks all time in NHL history. Nine twenty one. Mm-hmm. Eight. No. Are are you sitting down? <laughs> I am sitting down. <laughs> Tukarask has the third highest career save percentage in NHL history. 921. Ken Dryden and Dominic Hasek are tied for first with 922. Tukarask is 0.001% away from having the highest save percentage in NHL history. We just said if you want to exclude players born before the freaking prohibition, then Tuka Rask would be top five all time in goals against average. And people really want to say that he was overrated or that, you know, I remember not the sports hub <clears throat> oh. don't know hockey. They do no, not they know don't. hockey. They, they know very little about sports. They just push headlines. <laughs> I will never forget. If you listen to 95, the sports hub, Felgram, as you know who Jim Murray is. This guy, I've been very vocal against him on Twitter, not a fan. For years, years in his Twitter, his Twitter bio said hashtag anti-rasker because he hated Tuka Rask for literally no reason. It's stuff like this that like people who would watch the game since they were kids, people who who are are either play hockey or they've always been a fan of the Bruins, recognize the talent that Tuka Rask is when we say he's the greatest Bruins goalie of all time. He is. He has every Bruins Bruins record. And he literally ranks among the top five, top ten, and like all of the major goalie stats in history. And people just wanted him off this team. They didn't care. Oh, 17 seconds against Chicago. Oh, what happened against St. Louis? It's like those were two games those were maybe 20 seconds in two games. First of all, I will go to my grave saying that that goal against Chicago was not his fault. He was laid out to dry. And every single regular season, he showed up. He played. Every year, the Bruins were battling for a top seed in their in their division, a top seed in their conference. And if they have a shitty goalie between the pipes, they don't do that. Almost every year that he was in Boston, they made some sort of playoff run. They went to three cups. How many times did they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? They very rarely got bounced in the first round. 
And a lot of that is because of Tuka Rask. It's a team effort, but your team is only as good as your goalie is, especially in in that NHL that it was back when Tuka Rask was in his prime. I mean, this guy was – was he just 33 years old, and was he not just a finalist for the Vesna like two or three years ago? I mean, it's ins- the only reason he's still not – he had to retire is because of his hips. And that's because the guy played so damn hard. That's what happens to these butterfly goalies. You hit 34, 35, and your hips go out. It's a shame he didn't get to play here longer. But, I mean, for the amount of time that he played here in Boston, I mean, he's been the starting goalie of this team for almost a decade. And it's been taken for granted. Dude, people need to actually understand that we, for, I don't know how, I don't know exactly how many years he played here. I'm just going to say 10 for a decade. We literally were watch was we were literally watching one of the greatest goalies of all time and he was on the Bruins. Like people don't people feed into the the like the media outlets like the sports have way too much. They 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 have these ridiculous takes because that's what they think it it it's going to take to garner clicks and, and viewers and listeners. It's like, no, dude, like, just tell us how it is. Yeah. And Tuka, problem, Tuka is so, so disrespected. So disrespected. People, people, like you just said, people take, but it's not just a sports hub. Right, you know, right. Big, big sports outlets, they take what they say is the gospel. And it what, it just took us 10 seconds to Google all-time NHL leaders to see where Tuka Rask is all-time. Yeah. Like, like it's not like if if you literally watched any Bruins game, and how calm he was between the pipes, you were there was you were never rattled. The way that he, the defensemen were always settled because they knew they had Tukaras back there in, in the net. His rebound control. How many times would you see him kick out a rebound in the slot? Yet never happened. He had an insane glove. He was always there. He showed up every single game. My, the literally the only time I know I can see a reaction now. It yeah, sucks. He's it's, not here anymore. I but know. The only time he's ever had any serious injury was when he had a concussion, which is not his fault. He got ran yeah. into, and his hip surgeries. Other than that, he's always been there. You know, you can say what you want about um, what was that 2020 when he didn't play in the playoffs because he had. I don't. We still to this day don't know what happened. I know the most reputable source. You might have heard something different. The most reputable source that I heard was that there was something happening with his daughter. Yes. Which, yeah. if it's a family issue, oh my God, go be with. It. I don't care yeah. how, how good you are. I don't care what sport you play. If you have a family medical issue, that's all I need to hear. That's fine. Go do what you got to do, dude. And people rip him for that. Literally, Why? if 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 if, and I think that was the case, and. If that's the case, even if it's anything with your family, dude, if it's something important with your family, uh, newsflash, family, you know, trumps everything. It doesn't matter. Like, dude, go be with your family. Go do what you have to do. Hockey comes second. Um, the fact that people rip him for that is still insane to me to this day. But yeah, it's just yeah. It, that yeah. just goes to show what how they treated him here, dude. He yeah. Had a problem with his family. Go take care of your family. 
And, you know, it's not just the people on Twitter complaining, but you just said it's the people on the radio who have the biggest microphone of us all, who are talking to tens of thousands of people a day saying that, you know, Tuka Rask bailed on his team, that Tuka Rask sucks, trade Rask, anti-Rask, he should have been out of here years ago. And people listen to that and they eat it up. It yep. just takes a simple Google search to look at his numbers and to make your own opinion and be like, damn, this guy's insane. And people like to say that, or, you know, one of the things that, that the Tuka haters, Zach included, might yeah. say is, yeah. is that, you know, he, yeah, he, he had a lot of failure when he was here or what have you. But the Bruins were who they were because of who they had the luxury of having between the pipes. I mean, look at all the talented teams that have come through the NHL the last decade or so. How many Montreal and, sorry, Toronto teams had the best roster on paper, but they had a shitty goalie in the net? And because of that, they can't get out of the first round. Or you want to go look at Edmonton, who hasn't had a goalie in how long? I mean, we can do the same song and dance. We can pick out a random team every year and say, yeah, they have a loaded offense. They have a solid defense, but no goalie. And what happened to them? They don't go very far. So the Bruins, even years that they didn't have the best the best team on paper and they didn't have the best team on the ice, they always had arguably the best goalie in the net and they always had a chance to win. And that's something that the Bruins have been able to say every night for the last 12 years that he was here. And it's something that now for the first time they can't say anymore. And I feel like that alone is, is a reason that people really took him for granted. I might be wrong about this. I'm just going off the top of my head. But I think for all the years that Tuca was the starting goalie, I think that the Bruins only missed the playoffs one year. I could be wrong about that. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it was that 2015-2016 season Mm -hmm. when we missed playoffs by like four or five points. I'm, I think you're right. I could be wrong about that. I'm just going off the top of my head, but I'm I don't remember another year where we weren't in the playoffs with him and Net. And that just goes to show he was consistent every year too. Maybe he maybe I don't know, he had a worse year than the previous year. That worse year was still pretty damn good, so it doesn't matter. Like you you can't expect him to be, you know, top caliber performer every single season for every game it's like these guys who 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 trash him expect him to be perfect every single game as if some of the goals aren't on the defenseman or there wasn't a bad turnover or blah 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 whatever it's like it's like get a grip realize you had literally one of the best goalies in this decade one of the best goalies in this decade and one of the best goalies in NHL history to be a hundred percent honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like you just said, every mistake the Bruins make, whether it be a defensive mistake, maybe the forward can't get it out of the zone. They end up scoring. It's always Tuka Rask's fault. We have to be the only, I mean, I know that there's worse hockey cities in Boston, but how many teams can you say that like truthfully that you only have one goalie? You want to yell at a center who made a mistake? All right, yell at a center. You want to yell at a winger? You had one goalie. And I'm surprised that years ago he didn't say, get me the hell out of this city because I can't take this media pre- – now, I know, you know, it's – Tuka Rask is built a little different and he can handle the pressure. But, you know, I, I think about that too and, and you think about, you know, how, I wonder how many players have heard the noise and you want to call them soft, you want to call them whatever, but I wonder how many players have heard, you know, all of – all of the hate you want to call it on social media or all of the hate on the radio or whatever it might be. 
and decided to get out of the town because I can't think of a single player that got more unwanted and unnecessary shit thrown their way than Tuka Rask, his time in Boston. And all the credit to him, he stuck it out here until the end. For a guy who could have easily said, like, you know, he could have easily thrown up the double birds to everyone in Boston who was saying what they were saying. He never did. He just went about his business and he kept being the best goalie of all time. So yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe not the best goalie of all time, but you know what I mean. Someday, number 40 will be hanging in the rafters and they don't hand out a gold jacket if you make the Hall of Fame in NHL, but he will get a Hall of Fame. He will be in the Hall of Fame someday. And all Absolutely. of the people who spent all of these years shitting on him for no reason – We'll be like, damn, maybe I was wrong. Because yeah. clearly the NHL writers realize it. NHL players realize it. Owners, legends of past and present, fans of opposing teams. Everybody looks at Tukarask and says, damn, this guy is a Hall of Fame level goalie, except for his own fans. And if that's and- what it's going to take for them to recognize how good they had it when he was here, that's what it's going to take. When he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame – I can guarantee you if, 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 you know, Big Jim Murray and Felger and Maz, if they're still on the air, they're going to be saying, I can't believe this guy got in. Hockey's a joke. He never won anything. Blah, blah, oh, yeah. blah, blah, they're blah. Start the whole, well, you know, hockey's the easiest Hall of Fame to get into. They're going to start yes. all that shit you just know. It's like, shut up, guys. Let, like, you know what? Admit Tuka you're wrong. Rask, just admit you're Tuka wrong. Rask has his own army of fans who actually know him, respect his game, and and hopefully he realizes that we're out there and that we're behind him 100%. And ironically enough, there's probably more fans of Tuka Rask from opposing teams than there is in Boston. You can't yeah. tell me. You can't tell me that Toronto fans were like, damn, we traded this guy. I would, uh, They would sell their soul to get Tuka Rask back on the Maple Leafs back in 2006 or whenever it is they traded Montreal. I mean, the battles between Carey Price and Tuka Rask when they would play each other, there's every single team in the league with the exception of maybe Montreal and the Rangers over the last decade since Rask entered the league and since he became a full-time starter would say no to taking Tuka Rask over their goalie. Every single team in the league would want him. Dude, no. I, I, if a team said no to him, they'd be – so wrong to do that. Who do you but, think would? I think Montreal and the Rangers would say no. Well, yeah, they'd say any team with a bona fide number one, like, uh, like, do you think Nashville would say no? Pekka Rene? I think they, yeah, they'd stick with Pekka. I don't. I mean, Tukaras was better for longer, though. That's but you're thing. saying okay. So you're saying like, all right, we'll do this, like a trade one for one. Would you trade Tuka for Pekka, or would would Nashville trade Pekka for Tuka one on one? Oh, just well, a one-for-one on. one trade. Is this like in oh, – okay, say we start in 2000 and 2000 and well, – No, no, no. Well, d- yeah, 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 yeah. When Tuka Rask becomes a full-time starter, if if I'm Nashville and I know who Tuka Rask becomes, I know who Pekka Rene becomes, and the Bruins offer me Tuka Rask for Pekka Rene, I, I will drive Pekka Rene to the airport myself. <laughs> really? I really would. Pekka Rene was his his Vesna season might have been better. I don't know. Tuka Rask Vesna season though was absolutely insane. 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 I think that um okay, Tuka Rask had a better his best season was better than Pekka Rene's best season. I will say Pekka Rene had like three seasons there 
in a row that was better than any three-season stretch that Tuka Rask had. But Tuka Rask was that guy for longer than Pekka Rene was. It could be because of age. It could be because of injury history. But Tuka Rask had a longer peak, I would say, than Pekka Rene. And because of that, I would absolutely trade Pekka Rene for Tuka Rask if I was Nashville. Yeah, I... uh... (laughs) I uh, I would take that too if I was Nashville, but I'd be apprehensive about it. But um, yeah. So without Zach here, we are Tuca's biggest defenders. We will defend the wall till we die. <laughs> so, um, but hey, let's. Uh, so I got a couple DMs from some people who listen to the show, and I'm just gonna read one of them, and we'll save another for another episode. But I'll read this one to you. Because I think this one, this one's a really, really interesting question. All right. This question comes in from Maddie or at Maddie Ice 37. He asked if you could pick one player on the Bruins roster to host your bachelor party, who would it be and why? Nick, I'll let you go first. Oh, oh! It's absolutely Brad Marchand. Not a question in my mind. <laughs> Not a question in my mind. We all saw those pictures when they won the cup in 2011, when he was hammered with no shirt on. He uh, also the the videos of him at uh, Tuka Rask's wedding when he the guy just had hip surgery and he's jumping up and down like a maniac. Are you kidding <laughs> me? That is absolutely the guy that I want to be having host my bachelor party. And I feel like he would pick a really good spot too. I feel like he's he's creative enough where he would bring me to some random place and have the time of my life. And he's probably, I would think he's probably the best party animal on the team. Mm. I think that Brad Marshall would be the best slam dunk pick. So he's definitely the biggest party animal, right? Um, damn. I was going to take Marshawn too. Let me, let me think here. You know what? I'll go with, um, I might want pasta to plan my bachelor party because I feel like he'd like, I feel like he still kind of gets after it too, but in a different way, like he definitely likes to have fun. He definitely likes to go out and like, you know, dance around, whatever, do whatever. But I feel like he'd pick like a nice spot for like, you know, for like a dinner or something like that. And then you go out on like the town and like, he's just bringing you around all these places. Plus like maybe he can bring me back to check and we'll just kill me. <laughs> like he's the man there. He is the man there. Just bring me around to all the bars, show me the cool spots, whatever. Like that would be pretty cool. You know, I feel like, I feel like pasta is like a softer version of Martian. Like, I feel like, you know, like, like pasta would like take you out, take you out to like a club or something you'd come back yeah. at like two in the morning and you'd be like all right like you know i'll see you in the morning or whatever yeah i feel like you go out with, like you go out with marcia and you go to a club you come back and he's like all right i already got the uber we're going to the next spot or something like that <laughs> yeah like I just i don't i just feel like especially after seeing those 2011 stanley cup videos and photos of brad marshan i don't think i've ever seen a man more intoxicated in my entire life that is a person i would like to have throw my bachelor party <laughs> that that picture of him on the bar like the, the album cover <laughs> like it could be an album cover he's like standing on the bar he's like, <laughs> he's like <laughs> i know they had what what was that bill the the famous receipt that they had oh my god hang on the night they won the cup it was I'm so it was insane it, at least a third of that is 
just Brad Marchand. <laughs> I was 24 at the time and just won a Stanley Cup. You can't tell me that he was just ordering everything they had on the menu. The bar tab was... Uh, I kind of want you to guess. Give me a guess on what you think the bar tab was. 91,000. Ready? Yeah. Are you sitting? I'm sitting. <laughs> 156,679 dollars. Oh How does a bar even have 156,000 dollars worth of alcohol? Dude, I'm looking at this right now. They, well, didn't bought, they buy like two like twenty thousand dollar bottles of champagne or something like that. They bought one bottle of champagne that was. Let me see if I'm seeing that right. Oh my god. <laughs> One bottle of the champagne was a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, then, there you go. And yeah, and then they bought nine bottles of Grey Goose that cost them fifty four hundred dollars. Um. Oh my god! Yeah, that that one bottle of champagne that was a hundred grand is nuts. That is insane. I would love to know where they went. What bar they went to? It was they actually went to Shrine at MGM Grand Foxwoods. <laughs> <laughs> They went to Connecticut. (laughs) You said MGM Grand. I was like, oh, wow, they were in Vegas. They went to Mashantucket, Connecticut. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That is the funniest thing I've ever seen. They got 35 Jaeger bombs. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. How could you not take Marshawn? That was a that was a good question. <laughs> who do you who do you think would bouncing off that? Who do you think the worst would be? Who would you absolutely not want throwing your bachelor party? Oh my god. Um, I feel like I feel like a bachelor party thrown by Nick Foligno would be like a house Ooh. of horrors. <laughs> I would. <hate> <laughs> I I don't know like I feel like I I feel like it would just suck like I feel like he would take me to like a like a like an Olive Garden or something maybe we'll go fishing on a pier or something like I just feel like it'd be really boring like I don't know like I I mean I don't I've also we've had the privilege of watching Brad Marchand here the last you know decade and seeing how crazy he is I mean Nick Foligno's only been here for like a year or so yeah but just looking at the guy I mean I don't know he just seems kind of boring he's just yeah. not a guy I would you know I can't think of partying with Nick why who do you think would be the worst guy to host your bachelor party I already have one in mind it would be it would easily be Connor Clifton he'd just be like <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like alright like, alright guys uh, we're, we're gonna start that night off we're gonna play like Dungeons and Dragons we're gonna play a little chill in the basement <laughs> yeah we're gonna <laughs> We're gonna have a chill tournament downstairs. I, I don't worry. Great, like, don't worry. I, I got a, I got a six pack for all of us. Like, <laughs> I'd have a great time with Connor Clifton. We're both a uh, couple QU alums. Yeah, true, true. Pop her up about Old Hamden, Connecticut. <laughs> that would be the highlight of the party. Mm. Hey, maybe maybe he's been to MGM Grand. He could. He, he could. could. Been, I right? bet she's been to Foxwoods. It's right down the street. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. So yeah, no, that was a great question. Uh, it didn't really, I actually really liked that question because it wasn't like just like an analytical question. It was kind of like off the rails a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so we are now down to, by the time this comes out, we'll probably be about, let's see, today's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days away. We'll probably be around 44, 43 days until puck drop. Um 
we're getting we're inching closer to the season uh every day I, i'm so excited for this year like there's a lot of people like i saw this uh fan vote right on this pretty popular um nhl page right on instagram and it was a fan vote of where you know they think that the standings are going to fall at the end of the year and the fan vote <laughs> for the bruins had us finishing in 18th place Ooh, in the in the really? NHL, so people are doubting us. People are not us. People are doubting. People are doubting the Bruins, and <laughs> I'm not on the team. But people you know, are doubting the, the team. Because people, could, uh, the way that you know, in Boston sports the last 20 years here, we've been extremely grateful, very spoiled, and I'm sure people are just waiting for the wheels to come off and. The Bruins, especially, are one of those teams. Yeah, they only have one cup, but they're a team that's been on the fast track to, you know, the Eastern Conference Finals, it seems like, every single year. And I'm sure the rest of the league would love to see the Bruins finally finish in the bottom, in the cellar of their division, of their conference. So maybe they're just trying to get ready. Maybe they're just, you know, throwing us down there at 18. They're saying, hey, maybe this will be a sign of things to come when Krejci and Bergeron are gone. I don't think they're going to have the 18th best record. I would. I thought you were going to say eighth. And I was going to say, hey. <laughs> all right 18th though that's way too low 18th like i'm trying to find it right now um because i want to see who they i know they had vegas in front of us and they also had ottawa in front of us vegas yeah like Why? come on come on oh the bruce cassidy effect <laughs> he's you not playing in front of us? yeah why to break it to break it claude Giroux. Oh, Kirby, no, Kirby he Montreal. He's a poor, poor guy. Yeah. No, poor I don't think Ottawa's. You think Ottawa's going to be better than Boston? Um, out of every team in the Atlantic Division, they probably have the best chance to jump us. It's going to be either them or Detroit. If if anybody does jump us, it's going to be uh, it'll be one of those two teams. That's crazy. You know, it 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 gives me hope. Because the Ottawa Senators, when they traded Eric Carlson, what was that, four years ago now? I mean, yeah. they sucked. Just a, like disgusting. I don't even want to look at them. I don't want to watch them. Just a horrible hockey team. And look at where they are now. They have some, some significant building blocks. And here you are saying that they could be jumping the Bruins this year, climbing up the rating. Good for them. You know, the Bruins are going to be in a, in a similar position. Although Ottawa had a trove of draft picks that they had after they traded Eric Carlson. So I will give them that. They started with a bit of a head start. But like yeah. in terms of, of turnarounds, it turnarounds in the NHL, I feel like you could do it relatively quickly if you have a plan in place. I mean, Vegas didn't have a team. Next day they have a team. Suddenly they finish in the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, dude, I, that's that whole season did not count. <laughs> no, that, that, I don't know. But I feel like you know, I feel like you have to have the right plan in place <laughs> and the right guy. Wait, signing players and drafting players, and that's one thing the Bruins don't have. <laughs> no, they don't. But you know, if it's like the old saying, if a tree falls in the woods. And no one's there to see it. Doesn't make a sound. If the Montreal Canadiens won the cup that year and nobody was in the stands to see it, did they really win the cup? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where are you going with this? How are you you tying that in? (laughs) That's 
that's a really good point though right i would have that's if you if, if you just have everybody just not watch the game so nobody right. saw it happen did it happen no you would just have to go by you know word of mouth i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like like back in when freaking Tiny Thompson was playing. Like, oh, he's yeah. he's the best Bruins goalie of all time. You, you know, some guy on the on the on you know the street and his little wool cap is like, oh, I, I I guess the Bruins have the best goalie of all time. Yeah, and you know that's pretty much how it started with the Tuka Rask hate. <laughs> yeah, no, that's literally how it is. But um, yeah, I think we're gonna wrap this episode up. Um, I do want to say. I want to give a shout out to, you know, if anybody's out there listening and they like to collect sports cards, if they like to buy, trade, sell sports cards, um, our buddy actually has a page that is dedicated to that. His account is AB Sports Collections. Um, you know, give him a follow on Instagram. He's very active. He has so many sick cards. Um, I'm actually looking at his page right now. He has a signed... Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, um, Brad Marchand card. He also doesn't only do hockey, although he does have a signed Charlie McAvoy card as well. Mac Jones, Matt Kachuk, uh, Kobe Bryant. Go follow him on Instagram. It's again, it's AB underscore sports collection. Go follow that page. See what he's got. Um, yeah, you go buy some stuff from him if you want, but yeah, just as a reminder, we are in partnership with Black and Gold Productions LLC. Again, you can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. You can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. I'm very active on Twitter. Uh, I love, you know, replying to people, talking to people, and um, replying to as many people as possible. So give me a, you know, give me a follow on Twitter. I'll follow you back. And uh, you can follow Nick Melanson on Twitter as well at Nick Melanson underscore. And uh, also that, quickly too. Yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to say about, about my Twitter as well. I know it's a Bruins show, but I also do some Celtics. I write for Harvey yep. Houdini. So if you want to Celtics is starting up soon too, if you like the Bruins and you like the Celtics, hit me with a follow and tweet back at me. Yep. We're a very Boston sports friendly podcast. So that's where right. I'm also, I'm also trying to do something for the Red Sox too. I mean, it would be, it would be great if, if we could get something going for all four sports teams. Yeah. Celtics, Red Sox, Pats. I don't know, but that's what everybody from Massachusetts wants to do. You know, tweet about the four teams. How are you going to be a little different? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, the, if one if there's one thing about New England, it's that we're literally we're religious. passionate about our sports teams. Yeah, it's literally religion here. It's crazy. Like it's awesome, and and it it's really awesome. Too, I love it. You hear so many different sports opinions too, and mm-hmm. some of them are crazy, some of them aren't. But it's it's really cool to be part of um, a fan base that's not just the fanatic, but also knowledgeable about the game. I mean, we can hop on Twitter and talk to people about the Bruins. And I mean, they can, they can know more than somebody who's played hockey their whole life about the X's and O's of the game, just because they watch the game. And you could do the same with the Pats, Red Sox, 
Patriots, whatever it might be. It's a, it's a knowledgeable fan base and it's fun to be able to, you know, record a podcast and to talk about it and to have people DM us questions. I think it's awesome. So, yeah, it's awesome. And that's the thing too, about especially these fans. And I've noticed for the people that follow this podcast um, and BNG as a whole is that the people who follow us here really know what they're talking about. Um, They're passionate, which I love. Obviously Um, we are too. And just interacting with those people, uh, you know, on a daily basis is awesome. I mean, that's what I've, that's literally what I've always used Twitter for. I've never used Twitter to just kind of scroll through, like, and see what everybody's up to. I I just use it. I literally use it for sports. My whole feed is sports. So this, it's, it's awesome. But um, one thing I kind of wanted to try to do or try to figure out how to do is live stream games because I was kind of thinking about this the other day because the way that we do it on Twitch with with you know NHL, I was thinking, I don't know if there's going to be copyright issues or whatever. I don't know if it's going to be blacked out. It probably will be, but I wanted to try to find a way to kind of stream you know, through the ESPN app, the game, and then, you know... Have you a can have us there commentate about it. R- right. We can just be there it. and then you guys can jump in and watch the game with us and just kind of, you know, Leave we can bond. questions. Yeah, we can and, bond and through I, that. Yeah, and I know you, I mean, you say it every week and for people who follow our Twitter account, you'll see that we are very active on Twitch. Yep. Um, we play EASHL all the time. Coming We're up so soon, good. We have... We are coming. We, we coming up too. We have a Madden franchise that we're going to be playing yeah. a lot of. So we're very active um, on Twitch. And I know you know talking about like you just mentioned a sports stream. If there is a way to do it, we'll do it. And I uh, think yeah. that would likely be on Twitch. So I think follow us on Twitch. We're at Tumlin Muffins. Jack Edwards reference. No G in Tumlin. Um, you'll see Madden on there. You'll see a lot of NHL. Even when we're not playing ESHL, I know Mike streams a lot of um, hockey uh, hut going on there as well. So give us a follow there as well. Give us a follow on Twitter and keep sending yeah. in questions because I like the fan question we had today. That was fun. Yeah, that was a fun question. But um, yeah, we're actually doing the Madden draft tonight. We're doing a fantasy draft. So we're going to be getting our team ready, all set. And then we'll start streaming that pretty soon. Um, probably this weekend. Probably this right. weekend. Well, I mean, by the time this episode goes live, it would have been last weekend. <laughs> yeah. But either way, but, I mean, you'll always see us throughout the week. We're always on doing something. So yeah, and we'll be always bouncing. Yeah, you know, I mean, because. Twitch is kind of separate from BNG a little bit, so we will be bouncing around from game to game. We'll play NHL, we'll play Madden, maybe even, I mean, <laughs> maybe even have a Warzone game in there every now and then. Who knows? Oh, I would be very <laughs> down for a Warzone game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, NHL 23 is coming out, so I'm excited to start a new hut team. Um, that yeah, is also cross platform. Yep. New EASHL team will be up on Twitch too for NHL 23. That'll be that'll be awesome because we can actually start fresh. We won't be jumping in halfway through a game or halfway through a uh, you know an EASHL season where where some guys are already like top players that got everything unlocked and we're here as kind of mid tier players. But, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So I mean, hey. That was a good episode. Uh, of course, we missed Zach this week. Um, he wasn't able to join. He had dad duties. So, I mean, hey, world's greatest talk dad. About, talk about priorities, huh? Come on. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> kids, got, kids got his priorities straight. That's for yeah. sure. But, um, yeah, so with that being said, we are in partnership with Black and Gold Productions LLC. Very thankful for them. 
uh, giving us this platform. Mark is awesome. He he gives us all the support in the world. Um, give him a follow on Twitter as well. Uh, yeah, so I can't wait to hear what he thinks about our Lucic conversation too because I know he's so against it. I know he's so oh, yeah. against having Lucic yeah. back. He's a smart guy. I don't know. Smart, he, I yeah. I'm agree. here for the memories. Yeah. But Yeah, also too, just, just quickly as well, I know there's a lot of other – really awesome uh black and gold podcast out there as well too so yeah i know if you go if you go to their website you can see a bunch of them there if you go to our um what's our at for our twitter at brewing something uh yeah that's what it is at if you follow us on twitter at brewing something you can see who we're following and we're following most if not all of the bng podcasters and podcasts so you can go through there and see what they have as well and listen to their podcasts as well there's some good ones out there so yeah i'll give a everybody, I'll give everybody a, bring uh, something new to the table something different so yeah i'll give a quick shout out to all the podcasts that, um here on the bng network holtz on hockey you can follow them at twitter at holtz on hockey they're a great podcast um obviously the black and gold pod they're they're awesome they're kevin o'keefe Dominic Tiano, um, Mark Allred, they're awesome. They they just had Brett Harrison on last week. Um, they're having Reed Dick on this week. <laughs> Plenty of jokes to be made around that one. Um, Only Bruins podcast. They're brand new, just started. Um, you can follow them on Twitter at Only Bruins One. Uh, that's hosted by at Downtown Boosie Two. He's awesome. Uh, very active on Twitter. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a great it's a great organization to be a part of. I know they're always hiring uh, new writers. They're always looking for new people. If you want to, if you've always you know had a uh, had you know if you've always had ambitions of being a Bruins writer um, or even a podcaster, reach out to Mark on Twitter and he'll be more than happy to get you started. Um, that's how I started, and it's been nothing but. A great experience i really can't you know talk about these guys enough uh they're awesome they give you so many opportunities um without them i wouldn't have been able to go to um development camp um a month ago i got to interview some guys players coaches you know it, it was a great experience it, it's something that if you're willing to put in the work and if you're willing to uh really be consistent with writing and and content then this is the place for you it's we're always looking for new people so if you're if you're looking to kind of get into this kind of field then reach out to mark and he'll get you all set up you just have to be consistent if you're not consistent um you're not going to be a part of the team and that's just you know that's just how it goes here but um yeah with that being said thank you all for listening to something's brewing podcast this has been episode five um l in the chat for zach <laughs> unable to be here he'll be here next week dad but duties. dad duties always comes first but um yeah so thank you for listening this was something's brewing podcast episode five and we will catch you guys next week Bye.